everyone. Happy Friday. Uh, welcome to the End Time Notebook. Here every single week to mark your card for the weekend across the EFL. Set piece threats, rampaging wingbacks, forward thinking, holding midfielders, regular listeners. As always, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. Good afternoon to John Bywater as well. John, how are you doing? Very good afternoon, Mr. Gav. Uh, 100% return on stakes last week, I believe, I'm told. It was glorious. I was wandering around like a man that had, had all of his stakes returned to him. I felt like a winner. My wallet was bulging. Uh, I was at the payout queue. Um, yeah, what a great Saturday that was. We, we mentioned that some of the, the games would have been put pay to the frost, which they did. But I couldn't even get a... Liam Morrison was on the bench for Wigan. So I couldn't even yes. find a starter. Um, who else? Oh, you met in the cheat sheet. I put up Jack Lancaster. I didn't follow that up, but he, I didn't even make the squad, did he? For, for Cambridge? No, he, he decided not to play after seeing that <laughs> news. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a good shout. Uh, was it live TV game again? These are these. Are, I think we mentioned on the pod. Carl Walker Peters had a couple of efforts. We could we could do without Southampton making it look too easy. I mean, they looked. Yeah, they look sensational, but the clues are there because I tell you, we did give them a game in the last month or two. That was Coventry City, so um, the clues are there. We are a, we are a very good side at the moment. Um, yeah, they've got an easy run coming up, Southampton on paper. So it's almost time for something to go wrong for Russell Martin. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, yeah. Something something won't quite happen, clearly. Mm. A mention for MK Don's wingbacks on the cheat sheet last week uh, we added to Joe Tomlinson Kyron Lofthouse he had a glorious chance against Morecambe he didn't he didn't start midweek against Wimbledon but he came on uh, our friend um, who is it Norman uh, right wing back he used to play for uh, Newport didn't he Cam- MK Don's. Mr Cameron yeah. Cameron Norman that was it um Remember, Kyron Lofthouse is used to play for Williamson at Gateshead and had a pretty decent scoring record right. for a, for a, for a wing back in the National League. Uh, yeah, he had a glorious chance last weekend. Um, I, I, seventeen to two, I saw his price, and I, I, the only reason I thought that was huge, and the only reason I didn't put it up is because I only noticed it about thirty minutes ago, so I didn't have time to write out some notes. But I thought I'd mention that, John, at the at the, uh, yes, at the say, yeah. start of the podcast. I, I thought um, of all the nuggets to take from last week's pod yours was a great shout with that Bolton fragility there was about a quarter goal move to Orient in the market and that was justified with a with an Orient win last weekend and I think I think you were telling me I think you you, they were pretty lucky in midweek were they against Cheltenham were unfortunate very very fortunate yeah Um, considering us at Bolton Cheltenham you know they they had more of all the attacking metrics they were you know they beat Bolton off uh, off scratch, if you like, which would have been a big price. So, yeah, I think that was a very nervy win for Bolton, uh, and the goal should have been disallowed. So, uh, sorry, Cheltenham scored, and the ref disallowed it uh, for offside that the linesman didn't give, and it wasn't offside. So, um, yeah, Daryl Clark took that really well. Uh, not, uh, yeah, I think I think Cheltenham Cheltenham are still being priced up like they're a bottom three side, but they're not. I think they're I think they're about a mid table side now under Clark. So very well. Yeah, I think the um, fifteen to two away at Derby this weekend is okay as well. Oh yes, that is a big price. Yeah, that is a big price. Just looking at who uh, yeah, Bolton are away at Carlisle as well. So yeah, Carlisle a big price there as well. Another week of. Uh, some managerial changes. I guess we haven't stopped and spoken about the Cowleys in again. Carl Robinson's in again. Um, 
Steve Cottrell. Steve Cottrell, Cottrell yeah. yeah. Forest Green, I saw that interview the other uh, yesterday. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I think. Ignore what I think about Robinson, but you've got you've got Cowley, Carl Robinson, and Steve Cottrell all managing in League Two, and two of them managing at the bottom of League Two, um, which shows what we discussed a few months ago that now the younger, sexier types are getting the League One jobs rather than like maybe League Two or Conference. So these established. I'd say those three are all, are all established League One, wouldn't you, really? Yeah, you were spot on. We're seeing yeah. them slowly kind of push towards the bottom and, uh, yeah, taking up positions in the National League as well. Yeah, good uh, Yeah, good, uh, good reflection on, on what's happening there with, uh, with managers. Um, did you see, John, we probably talk about the news, seeing as uh, everyone stopped their tracks, but there's a job vacancy at Liverpool going at the start of next season. Uh, uh, oh, um, I thought you were talking about... Colchester signing Harry Anderson on loan from Stevenage. That's, a, <laughs> oh, that's all I saw this morning on Twitter. Um, I thought it was a good signing, but I was a bit surprised it went viral, to be honest. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, some, a few familiar names. Uh, Wiley Harbottle was one of those that um, that popped up on the oh, Twitter yes. feed this week. Uh Where's he gone? Where's he gone? Colchester. He's gone to Colchester as well. Oh, yeah, okay. Colchester signed Anderson, uh, Alistair Smith from Lincoln as well, and oh. Harbottle. So I think that's a good, about as good three as they could get in. That is an exceptional three. Is indeed. Yeah. yeah, very good. Um, hey, a reduced slate this weekend again. Uh, it's the FA Cup. Are you a big fan of the FA Cup, John? What does, um, uh, does it mean to me? Yeah, no championship this week weekend. <laughs> Yeah, do you remember the FA Cup, Gav? When it when it meant something back in the day, nineteen eighty seven. That was the only, that was the last time yeah. it meant something to anyone. Jumpers for goalposts, you know, ours, Saint and Greavesy. Ours is uh, ours is not devalued, but we have, we we had the worst draw possible, which is playing a team in the same division. Not only that, but we're playing the exact same team that we played last week. <laughs> Uh, so we're in fact we're playing tonight. I'm not going, but I'm Coventry away at Sheffield. How, how fun that will be for you! Oh, excellent! Yeah, I think that that game finished pretty um, straightforward last week. No, um, no drama. Uh, I think I think that I think there's a yeah I think there's a correlation between the FA Cup being good and and when the uh, Wokey Brigade took over society. Actually, Gav. <laughs> okay, excellent. How do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, sellers sellers of the word woke on uh, on today's podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's about the only podcast where it's never mentioned. But yeah, I'll blame the Wokey Brigade for everything, Gav. You can't, you can't. Uh, we're fully established members of the Wokey. We've got a podcast, John. You don't get, you don't. That's that's one of the first triggers. Um, that's true. We're, we're fully. Uh, you can't even that. say people's height anymore, can you? It's, it's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I got cancelled over Andy Butler's height. Yeah. There we go. Um, John, let's look at last week then. I had a few notes to make in the notebook. Uh, where should we start? Should we start uh, with what Fleetwood? We, what no? Oh, no, let's well, start with... I'll tell you what, Gav. Let, let's start with the selection because it ties in with a note that 
everyone's made with eyes that Oxford conceded yet another set play in the okay. midweek defeat to Barnsley. So I think you've got a selection involving oh, have Oxford, in, haven't you? I have indeed. Um, I shall, I shall, um, I shall start my script then, John, uh, ahead of schedule. Because thank, you. Uh, thank you, thank you for that self-editing there, John. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> um, as I've written here. Uh, in plain English, as long as Oxford keep turning up to play football matches, I'm going to be opposing them from set pieces. Another one, as you said, against Barnsley, John. Um, however, they play Bristol Rovers this weekend. Uh, the, Bristol Rovers are one of those sides where I think there's just a list of set piece threats that we've never quite got in the right spot. And I started to go through them. I was thinking of Jarrell Quansar last year. Alfie Kilgore at times. Connor Taylor, who's back there now. Remember, we could never, we could never just, you know, creating the illusion of set piece threats, but we can never quite get them over the line. So, um, we could let that shape our decision. But this is the Anytime Notebook podcast, so we're more than happy just to welcome someone else to that club. And who we've landed on is Tristan Camber. We did mention him uh, already this season on loan from Brentford. Uh, zero goals, which is probably why we've mentioned him, but over two goals XG in in, in relative terms, a rich run of chance for him. He had a nice near post header from an Anthony Evans free kick in the defeat to Exeter. Even better chance arriving late at the far post against Barnsley. Got this sense, you know, Rovers just, um, they're not playing badly, they're just not getting on the right end of results, which sounds obvious, but I don't think there's as much between these sides as we probably think. Uh, I think I probably will end up covering Taylor just in case because that's the way things work. But as a notebook nap selection, I'm happy to put up Tristan Camera for Bristol Rovers to exert more despair onto the Oxford set piece defending. Uh, 22 to 1 he goes off at. So, um, yeah, nice little segue into Oxford already. Uh, Tristan Camera for me. John uh, into League One. Um, where, where do you want to go next? I'll take your. I'll take. I'll take your lead. Yes. As, I, <laughs> as I appear to be uh, changing the script completely, you could say could could say it's lights, camera, action for that selection. I like um, it. I do like thank it. Thank you. I don't know why I sent that to you last night out of nowhere, but uh, I had a feeling you were going to put him up. You see. Um, well, I think so. Yeah, yeah I've, I've only got one selection this weekend. I think it's quite difficult. Um, we're going to go to League Two with, a, I think, an interesting game, uh, Mansfield visit Wimbledon. Uh, both these sides stuttering of late, Wimbledon missing Al Hamadi, uh, missing even more if he goes to Ipswich rather than the Asia Cup. Um, Omar Bouga will be back here, which should help them more defensively than anything because I think they've missed him roughing people up up front. Um, but Mansfield have been very... They've gone back to sort of Nigel Clough standard behaviour of late, very dull, not much attacking creativity. Um, they seem to be very short forward options. They've got a couple of injuries. I know they've been trying to sign a striker, but they haven't at time of recording. Uh, Will Swan's been getting a lot of stick I've seen on Twitter. So they've actually ended up the situation a couple of times recently where good old Aidan Flint's ended up up front. Um, well, I think it was three games ago he was up front for the last half an hour and last weekend it was about 15 minutes. So we're not talking about your odd five minutes at the end here, Gav. Um, it's a little bit more than that. So all, all in all, I think that makes the... I can approach this slightly differently um, in respects of the staking. I think I'm going to go for 
half a point Aidan Flint uh, first goal scorer 25 to 1 a whole point Aidan Flint last goal scorer at 25 to 1 just with the angle that he could well end up front for the last 20-30 minutes here and why not have half a point on 2 plus at 150 to 1 as well very good indeed. We are just approaching the... We're just past two years, two and a bit years since the last Aidan Flint brace. Uh, oh, it's due. It's due. And it, did you know that he got... That was... Um, he got two braces in two games, didn't he? He got... Um, oh, I remember that, yeah. Away uh, that at, a... For Cardiff, away at Peterborough, and then at home against Millwall. So, yeah, he got two in... Four in, four in two. Two braces. Um so you're you're saying we got bio rhythms on our side? Absolutely, feels like uh, it feels like uh, yeah, August two thousand and one, coming right back to us. Aidan Flint, a fine selection there from Mister Bywater. I tell you what, John, I'll I'll I did make some notes. Um, I'll run through them and then I'll I'll finish off with my selections. Perhaps you can share some of your your thoughts as well. Um, I, I, I mentioned Fleetwood earlier. Um, Charlie Adam wasted no time in pushing Boson Lawal into midfield. Mm. You remember that? Uh, I can't remember. I think we we struck a bit of a touch with him, not a, you know, fair few fair few months ago when he um, when he scored for Fleetwood. But um, he, he's been pushed into midfield. Normally, a kind of centre half and plenty of shots from distance, plenty of forward runs against Portsmouth. That suggested that um that, that that Fleetwood were on the front foot and Lawal was um was getting a bit more responsibility for getting forward. The same you could be said for Walter Berger, who was shot happy from the base of the Stoke midfield against Blues. Looked at had a quick look at that game. He didn't um the first game for Tony Mowbray, wasn't it? It didn't create a whole lot. I don't know, probably the new manager bouncing full swing, but Stoke could probably count themselves a bit unlucky. And if you were looking for shot chances for defenders, um, Blackburn Huddersfield was your was your game of choice last weekend. So Blackburn in some some less than ideal form. I thought John Dar Thomason switched it up a bit and he went 3-5-2 to toe-to-toe with Huddersfield really um, and you saw what Callum Britton um, Rankin Costello Hyam Hayden Carter all contributed to that high shot count um, which suggests they're trying some things different there you know who could, you know who could contribute in the future Gav Conor O'Riordan who's gone oh of course yeah that was another one I forgot yeah another one we um... another I like to think we discover a lot of these players you know not that, they're, not that they're obvious or anything, but... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we can... You're thinking we're due a fee of some kind. Yes, go, go well, Connor. Yeah. Well uh... You go with our blessing. Uh, Forest Green were interesting. Do you think Blackburn, Stoke, Fleetwood and Forest Green, you're kind of like all, all at the wrong end of the table, but all with managers either new or looking to change fortunes, looking to just kind of arrest poor runs of form and they're, you know, putting mm. players in diff- different positions. Uh, Forest Green had their highest XG since beating Colchester 5-0 back in October. We mentioned Fankati Dabo. He didn't start, but he came on with 20 to go and he's nearly won it with 10 minutes to spare. Um, the great finish from Callum Jones, who's um, taking his time to start contributing as well. So just a, just a, just a note that uh, obviously Cottrell's in there now, so we'll see whether that continues. News, but I you thought did, you'd expect uh, Cottrell should get something out of them set play-wise, I'd mm, imagine. He, uh, he normally does. Getting ahead of the curve is the name of the game, and we shall endeavour to do that with a, with a bit more data and a bit more um, 
a bit more evidence after this weekend. Where else do we go? At League One, I stayed in. I thought 72 uh, Shrewsbury was a nice price this weekend. They are at Northampton. Probably, I think, just two sides here, I think, aren't quite as bad or as good as what we think. Shrews have had a tough set of fixtures, but been pretty competitive. And Northampton have won, he went through it, they've won one XG battle since November. Um, and they still continue to give up the fourth highest average XG from set pieces this season. So it measly draws me to think who I can land on from a from a Shrewsbury point of view. You would love for Feeney and Shraha to show a little bit more. They just they haven't it's been nothing in the in the last few weeks. Twenty two to one mm. is a nice enough price. But I thought if and a big if, if you can get the eighteens, Che Dunkley. That does look a oh, price here. Good old Che, he's back. Good old Che, three goals this <laughs> he season. He comes around every two months. Then one <laughs> yes. of us will get him. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him right at one point. Um, three goals this season, but he's still underperforming his xG. I think he's, I think he's on about five and a half or something like that for his for his two goals. But more importantly, uh, you know that that probably puts him ahead of of Feeney and the others. Is he's had a decent January. I don't know quite how he claimed the goal against Fleetwood, but he's followed up with a good chance against Wrexham and Stevenage in the game after that Wrexham game was in the cup so I think um, hey look the 18s is available at the people the, the places where it's not always available um, uh, so we'll uh, but, but yeah certainly if you can if you can if you can get that price then then that looks one to play uh, so Che Dunkley I've got Tristan Camera shall I just finish off John with the last selection that I've got yeah, good old Che Dunkley, remember, famously once said he doesn't like scoring goals, but yeah. Excellent. he keeps made, doing it. Made us love him even more in this uh, yes, right. in this notebook. Um, Crew Salford for me, so uh, uh, a foray into League Two. Crew, Sol- Crew Salford goes over four and a half, five and a half, six and a half. Any score you want here. Reverse fixture finish, four, two. I thought Carl, uh, we're both... Look at Carl Robinson through different lenses. Probably fair to say, John. But I, I think they they look like Salford. They've started on the front foot under him. They were dominant against Crawley, competitive against Bradford. I think that's two two good games in 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 charge that have, could kickstart a bit of a revival here from Salford. So you're looking at you're looking at a team here that's you know who who can we who can we pick out. That you know might be at the forefront of some of that attacking front foot mentality, and I landed on Luke Bolton. So I think it, they turned down a bid from Wrexham for him this week, which gives you an idea about where he's held in the in the League Two hierarchy. But he's been rampant in the last few games. Just nice timing as well because he's returned from injury, so he should just be hitting his straps. I think the five to one any time in this shootout appeals, but in a tough week. And you've put up a, a speculative bet with the, the two plus for Flint. I thought I caught a point on two plus at fifties, which happened twice last season. So, you know, oh. not not beyond the realms of possibility for a breaks there. And there's some seven hundred and fifty to one about for a hat trick as well, which I've had a quarter point on as well. So, um, a Salford a, a game that should have a high goal expectancy. A Salford side that potentially coming into it with, you know, on the front foot. New um new lease of life under under Robinson, a crew side that 
struggle to keep clean sheets at the best of times, but are you know more than comfortable in a in a in a four three five three shootout, whatever it is. I think um, multi scores is the way to look at this game, and Luke Bolton was the was the one I arrived on. So that was it for me, John. I got a reminder: Che Dunkley eighteen to one, Tristan Camera twenty twos, and then quarter points on the Luke Bolton brace and hat trick at fifties and seven hundred and fifty to one, which might not be a bad way to spend a, a Saturday afternoon. Anything else, John, that I haven't mentioned? No, it's just um, good old Aidan Flint for me in the Wimbledon Mansfield game. We we'll have half a point first goal scorer twenty five to one. A whole point last goal scorer twenty five to one, and half a point two plus at one hundred and fifty to one. I think there's a little bit bigger around, but that has crashed a bit. So, just that for me, Gav. What a fantastically comprehensive but succinct anytime notebook for a Friday afternoon, just the way it should be, John. Uh, absolute pleasure as always. Whatever you're backing this weekend, uh, take care. Be lucky. Be sensible. Um, and John, will I think FA Cup over. Um, weather looks to be turning in the right direction. We should have a full list of fixtures to get stuck into oh. next week. Fingers crossed, at which point we shall return. John, pleasure as always. We'll speak soon. Yep, good luck to everybody, including all the wokes out there.